podcast. In today's episode, we have two amazing guests. They are the founders and owners of Generation for Change and Empowered 180. That is CC Deed and Deb Butler. Give it up, y'all. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello, ladies. I'm um, sorry about that. Technical difficulties, the first pod, and I messed up. Um, it's raining out here, so... Uh, be patient with me because of the storm. So, guys, <laughs> you just start all over again. Uh, what is the what is your guys' business? The what is Empowered One Eighty? Like, can you tell my listeners about that? Yes, um, Empowered One Eighty is basically an organization um, for women to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, CC originally a few years back and. Um, it's basically a place for women to motivate one another. Um, Cece and I are both heavily into fitness and, you know, realize that could be sometimes intimidating or discouraging for some women. So, you know, we want to use it as a platform for women to encourage one another, give each other advice and, um, you know, talk about other things, other topics other than fitness, whether it's, you know, trauma that they've gone through or, you know, just a group of women coming together. Mm. Okay. Right. And just to expand on that a little bit, um, like she said, a group of people, women that are able to come together, no judgment. And really we were both into physical fitness. So we, you know, we always like to share our knowledge and stuff, but we both know that we're not experts in everything. And so um, we wanted to give that space for other women that do have that knowledge that we don't have to, to share it as well. Um, and the the name Empowered 180 um, was selected because of empowerment of one another, but also 180 um, because we wanted to to make those changes within ourselves. And 360 means you're coming right back around to the same person. So mm. 180 is making that change. Mm. Yeah, like I know you guys like talk about women. I know there's a lot of guys that are doing like I struggling too, but you know you guys are like really powerful women like when i see you guys is like lifting weights and motivating um women that are struggling in their daily lives and it's like i know it's hard and everybody has a story everybody has like that mental you know demon that's inside of them that is blocking them from success so i think that's really good that you guys are doing that for these women that are hurting right now. Cause I know that's it. We're living in a hard time right now, especially like with the COVID, we're just starting to get back to the way we were, you know? Right. So with that, um, do you guys have like, I mean, what is your opinion or, you know, when you talk to like young women, you know, with them like struggling right now, like what you guys like, you know, how would you guys build them up if they're struggling and everything? Um, I would say to start off something, start off slow. I mean, I know a lot of people who are starting off with, you know, their physical fitness journey. They 
they run right into not being motivated or, you know, not knowing how to do their workouts and they get discouraged. So I always say, start off slow, ease yourself into it. That way your body can adjust. And that way you're not, you know, deciding to quit Mm. early. And I would say, allow yourself that grace to not be a hundred percent or like your journey is your journey. So when we, like you said, we're in a, in a, a modern day world where unfortunately we're always comparing ourselves to somebody else, not knowing where they are in their journey. So your day one is going to look different than somebody else's day one. But when you're, when you're looking at somebody on Instagram or Facebook, they may be on day 375 and you're on day one. So you can't compare their journey with your journey. Um, and then also connecting because that will help stay motivated when you're connecting with other women and, and you're being held, held accountable and um, just being able to share with that. And like Deb said, sometimes you just don't know what to do. And so connecting with other women and learning different things and different techniques as far as whether it be physical fitness and learning how to lift differently in the gym or it be something mentally. And, and that's a little bit harder because it's not something that we can physically see you do the mental work, but it may be just you connecting with other women and being able to give power to your story and, and let that your story not have control over you anymore. And you have control over your story and that's mentally freeing as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, great right now too, is like everybody looks at social media, but they're not looking at their inside of themselves and everybody has a mask and they're not seeing what's real, what they're really feeling inside. And it's just mostly just like shown. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like a a real life filter that Mm -hmm. people try to hide. But when it comes out, it comes out. And it's just, uh, and it's just hard too. I know one young woman and women in general, they hide their feelings. They hide what they're really feeling inside, and they just have like a they hide their filter, and you know they they smile and they laugh and everything. But deep down inside, I know that it hurts. Something hurts inside of them. Yeah, and that plays into the whole comparing yourself to somebody else. Because even if we are like you said, they're hiding it. There's not many people that are going to post the lows of their life. Like who really wants to share that? But then in the same sense, like if you're not sharing it, Mm -hmm. it's not that you have to share your lows, but, but social media is everybody's highs. And so when you're, if you're in a low and you're just seeing somebody that's just thriving, no, no lows, no struggles, it puts you in a mental space of like, what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Right. And what they don't realize that low could help somebody who's feeling low as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So connecting with women on a, on a personal level versus on a social media level, because I'm guilty of it. I don't, I don't share my lows, but it's not, it's because like in, in my low moment, I'm not thinking, Oh, I got to share this, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not anything bad that we're not sharing our lows, but we just have to understand that social media social media and we can't take everything with like we have to take everything with a grain of salt basically and so connecting with women on a personal level and 
through with, and that's where when it, when Powered 180 comes through, is that we can share those moments, those, those vulnerable moments with each other. And we did create a Facebook page, which both of us need to get more active on, but we created it so that women can share and connect on and it. Have- that is private. Yeah, and for only women. So that way um, they feel comfortable and safe to share these vulnerable things. Because a lot of the things that uh, that women have shared with us over the years is a lot of trauma, you know, relating to relationships or traumas that happen in their family that they don't want everybody to know, but still need that that connection with people. So we started that so that way they can have that safe space to share. Mm. And know. we've also created oh. a website where women can go to um, to check out workout videos, fitness videos. Um, what else do we have on there, Cece? I know we're still in the works of adding more stuff on. So we have like fitness challenges, whether it be a mental fitness, uh, a physical fitness challenges um, that they can download and and use in their own time i mean eventually what we're going to do is have some of these challenges um and start it with women and have it like kind of like a group challenge to be able to to share with everybody in in the moment while we're all going through it but for right now they're they're up there for them to utilize if they need or want Mm. because i know like back in the day we didn't have like social media and we didn't have like, you know, anything like, well, we have MySpace. That was it. <laughs> it's not like how big it is now. And like, I know like for me, like back in, before social media, it was kind of hard for me to let things out because being a man and you have to be tough, you know, you know, you can't cry. You can't, you know, say things like that because people will think of you different. And it's just like a woman too, like, mm-hmm. If someone, if a woman back then or now tries to speak out, you know, they they will think that they're just trying to judge me because I'm, I'm this type of person or I feel this type of way. And right now we're, we're living in a day and age that is, it's, it's, it's crippled. I think that social media crippled us because we, we look at, like I said, we look at um, social media as, as a, a comparison to our lives. Like we look at this person mm-hmm. that is, you know, being successful and I'm here still, you know, still being the lows and still thinking, thinking that I'm not good enough. Like this person that's mm-hmm. on here posting that they're, they're having a good time and I'm here having a bad time. Mm-hmm. Right. And not knowing that that person that is showing all their success probably had years of ups and downs to get to that success but that's you know that's behind the behind the scenes work mm-hmm. and a little bit off of what you said too i think that unfortunately not unfortunately unfortunately but in our native communities like we're taught growing up don't show weakness mm-hmm. be strong we show our strong like we don't let you know quote unquote the white man see our weaknesses you know and so we're taught these things but it wasn't in a malicious sense but it's just what we've been taught to just be strong and push through it which is a good a good attribute to have but it just doesn't it doesn't give that space to share um, your story with others that could also be helpful Mm -hmm. 
Right. And another one of our goals too, as well, is to have that accountability. It's, that's, that's really hard to have these days. You know, you can try to push yourself as much as you can, but that the accountability really helps. Mm-hmm. So when your guys were like, say you guys were like young too, how did that, how does stuff like the stuff that you know now, how, how, what would you tell your younger self, how you guys were feeling, you know, just trying to build your self-confidence, you know, for your, for yourself, you know, how did you get out of that, you know, that mental state to start something of like being a successful person right now? You want to start, Deb? Go ahead. I'm so, um, su- I'm- so our, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly it was that my parents instilled in me because I've always had this level of confidence. Um, so I, I've, I've not personally struggled with confidence about my abilities and what I can offer and what I can do for the world mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, I know that I, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, and I know that I can, what I need to do to build on my weaknesses. So I'm not quite sure how to express how I went through building confidence because it was built in me from a young age. Mm. Um, But with that, I would, I would say like, if I were to be speaking to a, a kid or another woman about building confidence, it would be a lot of self-reflection and self-love and really harnessing on on what it is that you have like why like what do you love about yourself and really bringing that to light because a lot of times a lot of self-confidence and issues or um, anything of that sort comes from a lot of negative mental talk or a lot lot of um, negative self-talk and so when we when we dwell on the negative that's what our mind and our and our atmosphere becomes as negative so if you're if you're constantly speaking positive and speaking positive about not only yourself but the things around you and the things that are happening you're you're going to start thinking and and more positive is going to be coming into your life hmm. and just to kind of piggyback off of what cc was talking about as far as it being instilled in her, I would say the same thing for me. Um, I grew up on the reservation. My parents were in the military. So it was one of those things where I kind of, I had no choice. I mean, I had no choice, but to be strong in whatever situation I was in. Um, my grandparents raised me, um, taught me the language, which I'm so grateful for, but it was just me, me basically taking care of them. Um, as far, I, I mean, I really didn't have an outlet and I honestly don't even know how I overcame most of the stuff because I mean <laughs> nowadays when you're being bullied, you know, it, they're resorting to suicides and all of that. I went through all of that, and I don't, I don't know how, but I guess like we're saying, it's kind of just instilled in us. Mm. Yeah, like it's it's really hard, you know. With um, you know, I dealt with a lot of depression and I talk about this on this podcast um, that I dealt with a lot of anxiety. I'm still dealing with anxiety, especially like with, you know, being me being a big person, I was never big until I tore my ligaments, my knee playing football. And it, it, it really made me think about 
my own life. And because I dealt with suicidal thoughts, I dealt with all that stuff and building like building my personality. I just, like I said, I wore a mask and, you know, sometimes I take off that mask and people see the real me. They just like, they question me. So I had a lot of anxiety, you know, how do you feel? What come you're feeling like this? Or what come, why, why did you feel this way when you did this? You know, this, this, it just made me shut down and really mess up in my teens and in my twenties, you know, being me being in my thirties, you know, I'm like, I've started to realize that, you know, I'm not, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be who I, like I, um, like I don't want my past to bring me down. The only thing I can look forward is the future. You know, I can't, right. I can't, um, let these past mistakes bring me down because, you know, that's, that's why we call the past, the past. And mm-hmm. for people that are listening, you know, you'd have to look forward for the future that for the next day, you know, you just have to build yourself up and to understand that, you know, your mistakes can't bring you down. And I know like I talk about on this podcast that it's, it's kind of like, like, um, who was I talking to? Um, I was talking to Steve, Steve Islas. He was, uh, he was on my pod and I told him like, man, dude, it's kind of hard for me to go to the gym because he's like, why? I was like, because I feel that judgment that people are looking at me, you know, that, that I, cause I'm, I'm big, I'm a big person. And, um, and I just feel like somebody is watching me and judging me and like talking behind my back. And I just like, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of scared, not scared, but just hesitant to go into IE gym. And um, he's like, no, just, you know, you just have to focus on yourself. And if you want it, you have to, you have to get it because the person that is stopping you is you. Yourself. And I truly believe like when it comes to happiness, it's nobody's responsibility, but ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to make happy. Nobody, we can't rely on anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're what you're um, dealing or what you were dealing with, I don't know if it's something you're still dealing with, but I think that again in today's society, a lot of people are feeling that way because of you know social media. We compare ourselves, we compare ourselves to social media, then that translates and we compare ourselves to the people we see, and we're worried about the judgment, and we're too focused on what other people think about us rather mm-hmm. than just being happy and living our life like you know you're not the only big person out there you're not the only one on your day one um, fitness journey or you're not the you know I'm not the only one struggling with pregnancy or you know like so we're too focused on what other people think about us versus just loving ourselves and living life and being happy like we 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 put ourselves in this space of not being happy because we're we're afraid that what the next person is thinking about us but in reality like who is that person and why do we care that they say anything about us like like what is their what is their thoughts on us gonna affect our life at all and the answer is it like they anybody can think anything of us and it has no effect on us right unless we allow it to mm-hmm so it's just like a mental thing within ourselves that we're fighting a, a demon or 
our own selves inside ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it is hard. I mean, for people that are listening, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's like the the Rocky quote, you know, you have to, you know, it's, it's like fighting. Um, it's like sparring with yourself and your own mind. And, and the thing with that, the thing with mental, um, fitness and mental health is that it's harder because it's not something we can see. It's like when we go to the gym and we work out, we see, we see a result, right? Mm-hmm. When we're working on our mental fitness, we don't see a result. It's something that we have to work on without visually seeing a change, but it's also something where we have to do the work every day, just like we would physical fitness. So if we're wanting to, you know, lose weight or gain muscle or, whatever the case may be, we have to go every day. Right. And to get those, to get those results, it's not like, Oh, I can go one day and boom, I got it. I got the muscles, you know, it's a constant thing over a, a time, like a, a lot of time. And, and that time frame is different for everybody. Somebody could see results in a week. Somebody could see results in a month. It might take the next person three months. So the same thing with physical or the mental fitness, we have to work on it every day or we're not going to see the, or we're not going to feel the results of, it and feeling those results is the same thing as physical fitness we somebody might feel those those results in a week it may take you a month it may take the next person three months but it has to be something that they were doing on a daily basis or we're not going to have the results that we were looking for Mm. yeah because yeah because you're like what you're talking about is like you know you it's like being consistent and you have to, you know, and everybody can't be an artist overnight. And everybody has mm-hmm. to just work at their progress. And everybody has their own journey, too. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different journey. Like, with, mm-hmm. like um, you know, with people comparing themselves. And they want to be on that same journey. But which they have to go through these obstacles in their lives to become that successful person in their journey. So were you guys were were you guys into any sports when you guys were growing up or now? Uh yes. Um I played volleyball, basketball, and I ran track in um high school in New Mexico. And then I ended up going to high school well, Indian Nations University. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played NAIA volleyball there and ran track basketball and volleyball basketball Um, basketball is my my first sport but I got um, recruited to play volleyball at Regis University in Denver and then it just wasn't my passion (laughs) volleyball was like the substitute sport when basketball wasn't on so I ended up not um, finishing school with bass or with volleyball. Yeah, like I, for me, like I and I, I stopped doing sports after I tore my ligaments, my knee, and I think. But when I was doing um, sports, I was mostly doing football, um, boxing, and I tried doing basketball. But I'm not tall, not like six foot four or anything like that. So. <laughs> so other than that I mostly just did those but I did do a little bit of skating I don't know if you I would consider uh, skating a sport um, oh yeah I would 
I would think you're using every muscle in your body for that. Mm. You definitely need some athletic ability to skate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now I could still, uh, I could still ride. I could still like be on a skateboard, but I can't like do those tricks like when I was younger. And so the last time, last time I was like on my board, um, I was in college. Uh, I was over at the uh, Grand Canyon University. And um, I had a class in the morning and it was like on the, all the way on the other side of campus. So I was like, Oh my God, I can't walk that fast. You know, I had to, I had to have like something to, to get speed me along or either that I have to come to school early. So I would just like grab my skateboard and jump on and just start riding. I wish I had one of those, those skateboards that, you know, are moving. What do you call those mobile skate, those electric skateboards? Or get like oh. a, yeah, like a um, a Back to the Future skateboard and just have it to levitate all the way over there to the other <laughs> other class. <laughs> <laughs> the is it was it a hoverboard? Yeah, hoverboard. Yeah, I, I need one of those. See, I I could never ride those. I I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't <get> the, <laughs> the... <laughs> uh, can you tell me the listeners uh, the second business that you guys are going on? Uh, generation for change before before we get into that we do want to tell our let the followers know that if they are for women if they are interested in um, more information in regards to empowered 180 we do have a website it is mm. www.empowered180.com we also ha- are on facebook and instagram as well mm. yes you Yes, so uh, Generations for Change started um, because um, Deb and I were talking a lot about um, wanting to help out the youth. And, you know, we, we were focusing on the women, but we wanted to also focus on the youth. And um, some of the background that I had was working in group homes and how the system is just it feels like it's not there to help our native communities um, in, in, in the regards to the group home system in the state and everything. Um, we do know of quite a few organizations, whether it be group home or outpatient behavioral services that sp- are specifically for our native community, um, but that just aren't really helping. On paper, they're helping and their programs sound amazing, but then when you really go into that organization, they're not really doing a whole lot to help. It's more of like a money hungry situation with these organizations. Mm -hmm. So um, we had first started talking about opening a group home, um, but there's just so much red tape with the state and a group home. And we wouldn't really be able to help in the capacity that we really want to help. So, um, we decided that we would open a outpatient behavioral health uh, organization. Um, so that way we could service the kids and the youth um, that are um, one in group homes already. And, and also those that aren't in group homes that are just needing that outlet or that extra support in whatever, whatever Avenue it is that they're wanting, or maybe their family's wanting. Um, and so one of the the larger things was that a lot of the state agencies are what I would call pill pushers. 
and a lot of our youth are on medication that don't need to be on medication. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to make sure that our organization um, had had help in a holistic way. And if 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 some of the youth are suffering from depression or anxiety or anything else of that sort, that they're still getting the help that they need, but without just pumping medications through us. Um, and then also just having an organization out there that's helping with the youth that are needing it from business owners that have been through the same things that they have been through and grew up in the same areas that they have been through. I think it's a little bit naive to think that a white person or a African-American, even if they have good intentions, knows what our youth want or need because they haven't grown up in the same atmosphere. And that goes for, you know, us, you know, trying to go into a different community and help them. We don't know what their generational traumas have been. We don't know what their, their upbringing has been on reservations or off reservations. And so it was really important for us to start something so that we have um, something of our own to share with our community. So us helping ourselves in that sense. Um, and then also being able to have no red tape around it. And we can really incorporate what we're wanting to do and incorporating our, our indigenous knowledges with the youth that may not have grown up on reservations or even just including um, other indigenous um, professionals that want to come in and, and be a part of the organization, whether it just be a guest speaker or being a mentor and sharing their knowledge um, with the youth as well. And I think it's important for our youth that we're gonna be uh, reaching to just see other indigenous people, you know, out there and, and having a capacity, a, an organization of this capacity that is there to help them. Mm. Um, so that's kind of like the gist of it. I mean, it, it get, it, the things that we're wanting to do with the organization get pretty in depth. Um, and they're going to come with time, but we want to make sure that the, the people that we're hiring as far as behavioral health specialists and so what forth, that they're also have some indigenous knowledge or indigenous themselves, indigenous background. Um, that's, that's really important to us. Mm. Cause I know like, um, being a young youth, um, I know that a lot of uh, indigenous youth are very, um, creative very creative with their artwork and i see it all the time because uh i was looking at this one um this one guy's uh he's a kid um he's like 15 years old and i was like dude you're an artist man he's like no i only doodle and i was like no nah, dude you're really good i mean you had to keep inspiring yourself to you know build your skills he's like no nah, i'm never gonna get anywhere with this you know just building himself down and i was like no nah, dude like for me i was like that i was like you you know, I'm an artist and, you know, I didn't show my work to anybody except myself and except my art teachers and stuff like that. And they, they even told me that I was good. And when I'm telling you, man, you're going to have to be, you know, you have to be thick skinned, you know, when, when the time is like comes, cause people are going to come by and tell you, you're not good enough. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, you know, but you know, I just want to be doing this for the rest of my life. I was like, dude, you can, you can do it. Right. Um, 
is to help the kids, like help them set themselves up for success. Mm-hmm. Now we, the reservations lack a lot of resources, but these are resources that we're going to be able to provide, whether it's uh, tutoring services, uh, working on your rest, how to dress for success, just the list goes on. And there's just so much that we can, you know, help the, the youth, the community. Mm. Like you guys are teaching classes there too for Generation for Change? Um, so right now it's event-based. So meaning like we will have different events going on that maybe like hypothetically we have an artist come out and they're mm. teaching an art class. and But that artist is a native as well. Um, or if it's, uh, we have a lady that she's a yoga instructor and she's she incorporates indigenous knowledge within her yoga sessions and having that something. So those are the things that we're doing at the moment. Um, but we do have to raise enough money to get a location. And so when we do get that location, we are definitely wanting to make sure that we have rooms set up for classes and have computer rooms set up so we can have technology classes and get our youth, you know, into whatever it may be technology, whether it be, you know, hypothetically, we have you come in and teach a podcasting class and show them how to do this and how to start your own podcast, what you need to do in order to do that. Or somebody wants to learn how to code and they can bring somebody in to teach them how to code and, you know, all of those different things. So our, the space that we want to have that we, that we have to raise enough money to get, we want to have all of those types of things in there. Mm. So mostly it's just, um, can teenagers be in there too, or is it just like young youth? No, it, it's it's all the way up to eighteen. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And 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 honestly, that would it, that's not necessarily the only ages that can be in there, but that's what we're catering to. Mm. Right. So if if we get to a point, because our our big goal is to be able to cater to families, so not just youth, but the whole family. Um. So, but that's again a big term picture versus a couple of years from now, you know. Well, I'm with it, man. Like, you guys are doing a really good job of, you know, inspiring and motivating people and, and motivating the young youth, and especially with women. I think that's a great idea for you guys. And you guys are really awesome. And you ladies are very strong, very strong minded and strong willed, and very like, know intelligent where you guys are where you guys are 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 right now sorry about that (laughs) sorry about that but um yeah you guys are like really strong and that's very inspiring for me you know to meet you guys because you know i never thought that i would meet you guys or meet anybody inspiring as you guys right now now going back to like the kid and like but well with his friends too um they're looking for something like that they're looking for an outlet for them to, to change their lives. And I think that you guys' generation for change is, is life changing for young youth. And we're hoping it's exactly that. (laughs) So for the listeners, um, if there's interested in wanting to know more information in regards to generations for change, we do have a website that that is, www.generations the number four in the word change it was a dot org yeah dot org and 
also we are accepting uh, donations as well. So if anybody's interested in that, there's a barcode on there and it goes directly to the organization. Yeah, and right now, like we said, we're trying to raise funds to be able to get a location. Well, I'd like to say thank you guys, ladies, for, you know, to come on my podcast. And I know it was like taking a long time, I know, for myself and, you know, for this to happen. So I'm thankful for you guys to come on. Yeah, yeah pleasure for having us. Uh, would you guys like to um, shout out to your social media for the listeners, for them to find you? Mine is C-C-C-I-C-I underscore deed, D-E-E-D. And that's for Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my Facebook is under Deb Butler, D-E-B Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R. My Instagram is Ms. Deb, that's M as in Maggie, I-Z-Z-D-E-B-B, double B as in boy. All right, guys, thank you guys for listening and go follow me at the Class World Podcast on Instagram. And my Instagram is Nightwing Rob. That's N-I-G-H-T-W-I-N-G-R-O-B-B with uh, Robin Jackson on Facebook and Class of World Podcast on Facebook as well. And I am having a, um, well, I am starting my uh, YouTube channel up. So keep a lookout for that and much love, guys. And I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.